Bloomberg News is reporting that Robert Mueller is getting close to issuing findings on core aspects of his Russia probe, and he's expected to deliver them shortly after the November midterms. But could the Justice Department be dealt a wild card after the elections that puts the investigation into jeopardy? This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Chris Trom, Bloomberg News Justice Department reporter who helped break this story, joins me now. Chris, are we seeing the light at the end of the tunnel in the Robert Mueller investigation? What we're able to report right now is that Mueller is in position to present some of his key findings with regard to whether there was collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia and whether there was obstruction of justice. It doesn't mean that Mueller's going to shut down. What it means is that right after the election, there's a window in which, because of pressure that Mueller is facing, as well as just the timing of his investigation, he can present some of his findings. And we don't know what the findings are yet. Mm -hmm. And also, we don't know for sure whether these findings are going to be made public. So there's so much to kind of peel back on on your reporting and what happens next. But where does this now stand when it comes to the deadline the White House has kind of pushed the special counsel's investigation on? Well, what we've been repeatedly told is that Mueller isn't giving in to any kind of deadlines that the White House has been pushing. And the White House has always been coming up with artificial deadlines. They predicted a long time ago that the investigation would never even go into 2018. And, you know, here we are at the end of <laughs> near the end of 2018. Um, so Mueller isn't responding to the artificial deadlines from from the White House. What he's doing is a natural progression of his investigation. And there are things that he needed to resolve that have been resolved, such as getting cooperation agreements from Manafort and also a cooperation agreement from from Michael Cohen which he has benefited from as well. And, um, and that's, where, that, that's what has brought his investigation to the point where he can now present some findings. So you mentioned the cooperation from Manafort and from Michael Cohen. You even have the Michael Flynn flipping. I mean, Mueller's really run this investigation like a mob investigation. He's chipping away at the lieutenants to get to the top. So how helpful, I mean, from what we know, and I know that's, that's hard to answer, but how helpful have these men and other witnesses been? From what we can infer these were key cooperation agreements that have that have aided his investigation there's so much about the investigation that we don't know we haven't had any insight into but we know that paul manafort was a critical player during the uh summer of 2016 when there was a lot of interaction between Russians and the Trump campaign, and so he can shed light on that. We know that somebody like Michael uh, Flynn, uh, you know, had insight into the transition and what was happening in the early days of, of the administration, his conversations with the Russian ambassador, uh, and we know that Michael Cohen has a, um, you know, has information about about Trump's, uh, you know, finances and and, and payoffs that, uh, you know, like Stormy Daniels, mm -hmm. and so. All of these key players represent, um, you know, significant uh, moments within the Trump uh, timeline that Mueller has been able to exploit and put together for his investigation. So he's exploited these significant moments, but we, the media and the public, we don't know about that them very well because unlike everything else in Washington, Robert Mueller's office is airtight, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Mueller's investigation has been a black box. What we can see is when he comes forward with information such as a new indictment that is unsealed, 
um, or when uh, we get insight into him bringing somebody before a grand jury, and and we get insight through that through the people who are going before the grand jury and then talking to the media or their lawyers, um, and so uh, we've been able to you know kind of track uh, activity that Mueller has been doing and see some of the uh, significant uh, developments along the way. Um, but to be clear, there's potentially a lot that Mueller has been doing that we don't know about yet. So when it all comes to a head, or at least we get some kind of report, or we get infor- we get a heads up that there's been some kind of report delivered uh, to the Attorney General's office, how do we know what's in that report? Or will we, we, will we know what's in that report? So there's a number of wild cards here regarding what we will learn about Mueller's investigation. Um, Mueller himself is operating under Justice Department regulations that do not give him the authority to make anything public except for an unsealed indictment that, you know, he that he brings forward. What it does, what he can do is he he can he's obligated to present information to um, his boss, which in this case is Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general. Rosenstein then in some situations has an obligation to, to report things to Congress and in but also has the discretion to make some stuff public. And so it's possible we've heard that Mueller has been working on an actual report about obstruction of justice, and it's it's possible, we don't know this for sure yet, that Mueller will present that to Rosenstein. And we don't know uh, what, if anything, of that will be made public. Um, It is hard to imagine the scenario in which Mueller, all of Mueller's findings are never made public. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, especially if the, if the uh, Democrats take over the House, they will have subpoena power and be able to uh, you know, extract information if it's being withheld. But one of the other wild cards is what's going to happen with Sessions and Rosenstein right after mm-hmm. the election. They could both be gone. Somebody else could come in who would be in charge of Mueller, and that person could... Um, take significant steps that could prevent any of Mueller's findings from ever becoming public. Because that person would be appointed by President Trump. Yeah, what will happen is that if Sessions and or Rosenstein leave, uh, Trump will have the ability to appoint somebody on it on a temporary basis. And, and he can choose, you know, there's a number of people that he can choose. There's some restrictions in terms of what he can do. But you know, that will be a temporary person, and then he'll nominate somebody to go through Senate confirmation, which will take months. Yeah, the president just said uh, in an AP interview on Tuesday that he's announced a new White House counsel to replace um, Don McGahn. Will that new White House counsel change any anything when it comes to this investigation from the White House's perspective? It's possible. I don't know at this point. We need to see uh, how this plays out. Uh, Don McGahn was somebody who didn't want to do the extent, didn't want to cooperate to the extent that uh, some of Trump's other lawyers were cooperating. Um, uh, uh, the, the the new White House counsel um, could uh, put up roadblocks for for Mueller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're still waiting to see if Mueller's going to push the issue of of trying to force an interview with uh, with Trump um, and and actually try to do it through a subpoena. 
Um, that would obviously, you know, involve the White House and their lawyers and litigating all of that. So we don't know at this point exactly how a new White House counsel is going to play out. On a scale of 1 to 10, Chris, 10 being the highest the president is going to stop this investigation, and 1 being that he's going to let it conclude, where would you rank it right now, three weeks before, less than three weeks before the midterms? I would rank it as a four maybe that he's going to uh, as a four that he's going to let it continue right now because he feels that there's nothing that is going to um imp- implicate him but what but when Mueller comes forward with uh his next uh round of findings if it, if that involves an indictment against Don Jr or Jared Kushner um, I think all bets are off in terms of what Trump would do. Trump technically doesn't have the power to fire Mueller, but again, there's a scenario in which he replaces Rosenstein with somebody who would restrict what Mueller is able to do. Chris Strom, thank you. Thank you. You can follow Chris on Twitter. He's at C. Strom. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.